0: Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdy AF. This is Kayla and I'm accompanied by Finch. And we're here to talk about Gen V. So for those who might be new to this video today or our podcast episode, me and Finch actually started our lifelong bond over The Boys. I remember it like it was yesterday. We've touched on this a little bit in the podcast where he was like, "Have you watched The Boys?" I'm like, "What is that?" <laughs> it didn't take long for me to go down the rabbit hole and now here we are. So we're really excited this episode is going to feature us talking about our thoughts on gen v how everything went down with it what we're looking to expect for a following season as well as a live react of the trailer that just recently dropped for the boys
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it's so true like uh kayla and i we have this this path um to which i was doing a a different podcast and i had seen kayla on instagram invited her to come on the podcast she said yes that was where we first met um and during that podcast i asked her like have you seen the boys and just like she said she was like what's that and i'm like you have to watch the boys and i think it was like i I, and i told her because i tell everybody this when it comes to the boys like watch the show if you are not hooked in like 15 minutes into the first episode i don't know what to tell you kayla was like okay oh yeah like less than 24 hours later i get a text message from her oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i was actively watching it too and it was right and if you haven't watched it spoiler alert here's your chance to get out the podcast but when robin's hands were the only thing attached i was like this is some quality cinema <laughs> from there on you know if anyone's watched the show, you you know that there's some great, weird, weird shit that's happening. And I think that's so refreshing for TV because I want to see the dark. I want to see the nasty, you know, with Marvel, they've kind of taken a turn more to be a lot more family friendly. And I just want to see some kick that's in the superhero realm. Right. So I've been really enjoying that. And with Gen V, Finchella, she gets started with that since you're the one who introduced it to me in the first place of this whole multiverse here. <laughs> uh <laughs> Is um what, what were your initial thoughts?
1: Um, I thought it was really good. You know, we had uh three seasons of the boys, and all seasons were excellent. And when they announced that they were doing a spin-off called Gen V, I'm like, well, anything more from the boys universe, like I'm all about. Um personally, I really enjoyed it. You know, it kind of like, you know, a you'd be remiss to not say it, but you kind of get a little bit of the, you know, with the boys. And The Five and Vaught and all that. You get a sense of, like, what if the Avengers existed, but they were assholes? Like, they were, like, sociopathic, like, just jerks, right? Like, more real-world idea rather than, you know, red, white, and blue always fight for what's right. That Like, they're just freaking pricks. Um, right. And Gen V continues that. Like, you definitely get some, like, Xavier's School for Gifted Youngster vibes, but people are assholes. Like it's not like the, you know, malevolent, like, ben, you know, professor X, like people who read the comics are going to say, you did not just say professor X is a good guy, but, um, you know, this, you know, on this school where we're all learning to use our powers for the betterment of humanity and following this dream, you know, it definitely has that market of like the people who are at the school are about a career, a career is a soup. And so they're learning all these things from, you know, crime fighting one one to name branding and all these things. Um, So it had a lot of that elements to it, um, but on top of it, it also had sort of, like, the mystery. Like, because obviously there's something going on. Now, we as the viewers know that Vought's full of shit. Like, we know they're not like this great, wonderful company. We know the dirty shit they've done. So the fact that this is a branch of Vought, it's not surprising that there's dirty crap going on behind the curtains.
0: I agree. I think when... It brings us back to Starlight's journey, you know, how she was very innocent and she went in, she kind of skipped the school part, right? And she just had a lot of talent and there was kids who are doing the same thing going into the school, but then it's, it's a college experience, which I'm really glad they stuck with college age things versus like a high school. Cause if that would have happened, I think it would have been a total dud, but with college, if anyone's been to college, anything and everything goes, especially like if you're considering like a private college like daddy's money can buy you a lot of things and that is kind of the environment of this where it's very entitled but very naive and also like a list b list celebrity type feel where these are the kids of these people going through and experiencing these things and just doing crazy shit <laughs> and it, it does make you kind of think like okay wow How how soups get into Vought, these are the upbringings that they have. They already feel entitled to do a lot of this dumb shit because of who their parents are, which that's something I really want to talk about, because when we first talked about Homelander, we learned that he has a son. Uh, I'm not sure if it was specific to him and his son, but we saw the pregnancy journey of what that looked like. And it was awful and it was expedited, all that stuff but in this show, we're learning about a lot of soups coming from soup parents. So we didn't think that was really possible. I feel like from the, from actual, like the boys and we didn't learn that. And then now there's kids. And so, okay, it must not be as hard as we were thinking, or maybe it was more explicitly like that, but If we're having kids with superpowers coming from parents with superpowers because we have uh, polarity and we have um, translucent both having children in this show. What do their powers look like? Are they going to be exactly like their parents? So far, it looks like that, especially when we're thinking about Homelander's son as well. But when it comes to the damage that can be done using powers, because we learned that in this show that with polarity, he's getting micro tears in his brain every time he uses powers is that going to be the situation for all soups or is that going to be the situation just for people who have gotten, um, you know, that the like, I think they just call it V, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, and then their children will be fine because it's like genetically adapted, right? So I'm really curious to see where they're going to go with that, but also like this huge spin that now there's children coming from soups. And what is that going to look like? you know, as they carry on past the boys once Daddy Carl's done with his adventure there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it um, we don't know, right? And th- there's a lot of storyline there for them to play with because, like, sort of like this first generation that we got were, like, people who, who were born um, normal uh, flat scans, as they would say in the X-Men universe, um, but were injected with Compound V as infants and therefore develop powers. And now we're seeing, like what happens when children are born of those people. So they're born with it rather than it being injected in something manifesting. So excuse me, the, um, whether that, how that manifests like long-term, like there, we don't know. And there's a lot of story I think for them to play with, like, are they as powerful? Are they more powerful? Do they have the same drawbacks? Are the drawbacks worse? Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think going forward, um, with, with a lot of these characters, them sort of revealing, you know, like, like Andre and um, you know, him being the son of polarity. And obviously he, it, it appears so far as though he has comparable powers. Um, but his dad is like now at the end of the show, you know, he's basically in a hospital and they've done all these MRI scans and his brain's all messed up. Cause you know, like Kayla said, every time he uses his powers, it causes like a micro tear in his brain. Well, when you say that to a kid who's in college, who has superpowers and at the time anyway was like destined to be on the path to be a member of the five like oh but by the way every single time you use your powers you're slowly killing yourself right is that one of those things where you just charge ahead and say well whatever this is my career path you do say you know what i think being a manager at Aldi sounds like a better career path <laughs> you know what i mean
0: yeah no no i agree <clears> 100 percent. <throat> and when we're speaking of these characters i feel like andre is being set up to have a deeper storyline because i don't know if you've like looked at it but we do get a little bit more information i would say mostly from kate and from shoot i forget her name uh marie Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to the other characters i feel like they're not as their their story has not developed as much well i guess um Yeah, I would. I probably would say that that we see more of the traumatic upbringings, but we just touch on some family feuds among everybody else. So I'd be really curious to see on how they really implement that in in the future storylines as well. But I feel like Andre, you know, he was a phenomenal actor. You can really see like his his depth there Uh, when it comes to emotions and him, you know, despite his lifestyle, he always still wanted to try to do good that I feel like there's going to be a good turning point for him moving forward, which I wanted to ask too, like when it comes to your opinion, like who's your favorite character and why? Cause I, I could go on a spiel about mine.
1: <laughs> um, You know, I, I'm going to say favorite character wise has got to be um Emma, who Thanks. I thought like <laughs> stole the show. Like she's uh, such a great actor. And her character had that really interesting thing. And of course, you know, those of you who have seen Gen V, you know, Emma's basically kind of like a, a a sideways version of sort of like Ant-Man without the pin particles where she can get really small and get really big. And I thought she had a really excellent, like character arc through that. Like when she's first introduced, like she's normal size, but in order to get little, she has to vomit. Right. And the more she vomits, the smaller she gets. Um, later in the show we come across her and she's giant size and she's at a party right and she's been like getting smashed and all of a sudden she's like you know what was she like passed out laying in like in the pool yeah an in-ground pool which she's so big looks like she's just like in a kiddie pool yeah Um,
0: if even it was like it was like probably i don't i don't know It was like this couch for her.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A full size (laughs) in ground pool. And she's just like laying in there, butt, naked with a tarp thrown over passed out. Yeah. Um, But we had that really interesting thing. I think at the very end of the last episode um, where she got basically chewed out and just got emotionally attacked. And before she even realized that she was small, and so that kind of like gives the thing like, no, she doesn't need to vomit to get small. It's what the vomiting makes her feel small. And mm-hmm. that makes her small. When she was at the party, and she was getting drunk and having a good time, she felt on top of the world. She felt big. big. And that made her big. Um, And I, and I will say that, and I'm not going to say they ripped it off or anything, but there is that like fun aspect that as a kid, I grew up really enjoying with like the X-Men because you find that out. You have these like kids who come to Xavier's and they kind of know their power, but they don't know the full extent of their power or how it works. And also just like the boys, several of them come to Xavier's with already tragic past. Like the first time their powers manifested ended in disaster because they didn't know that you know there's several characters like you know obviously wolverine like the very first time their powers manifested resulted in dead family members you know um trying to wrestle with that and we saw that a lot with marie now like a lot of the show centers around marie sort of is our it's an ensemble show but she is sort of like the central figure that they base everything around um she hasn't even gotten like i don't even think she's scratched the surface as to the extent of her powers yet and i think it'll be really interesting when she does
0: I think so too, and I had that epiphany at the end where she ended up getting small based on because she he made her feel small, and I just sat there thinking like, oh my god, that is so good. And you know, when it look when we look at media, especially how women are portrayed, yes, they are portrayed sinner And when you do see anything related to and trigger warning, you know, talk about eating disorders. Um, when you see that it often is glamorized, just like how they were trying to make it out in the show where they wanted a a media team to follow her as soon as she was getting popular to talk about her eating disorder, which she was like, this is part of my power. I don't do this to feel this kind of way. This is just how it happens. My mom taught me. And I think that really goes into, it was a really nice or well, it was still sad, But it was a more, it was a good twist on it rather than glamorizing it. It was recognizing that. And I think that's what this show is all about is recognizing how a lot of how media portrays can affect other people. Like, because we see other uh, instances where, like, when she was filmed or not filmed, but talked about on film about this thing, because someone twisted it to make them look better, to get more likes and views. And unfortunately, that is a lot of our reality is that people want to get attention, people want to have gratification, even if it means sometimes putting other people down, like, and we love to see the drama, that's just how it goes. And so to kind of fight against that and say, like, I'm not gonna be your little puppet, this is not something to glamorize, I really enjoyed it, because in most things, and even in conversations, and my my profession it's eat less, weigh less, look better. And And those are the sacrifices that you want to make, if you want to fit in, or if you want to look good. And that's just it's just really unfortunate to see, to have that be also presented and promoted sometimes in media. So with the boys, I really enjoyed the fact that she was like, fuck you guys. And then, like you said, when it comes to the the powers of when she's feeling good, when she's feeling strong, which BT Dubs, the actress who plays her, when you see that scene where she fights back against her mom, she's looking hella jacked. I was like, this girl could throw me around. I wanted I know the first thing I googled what is her exercise routine <laughs> on shoulders and traps like that I want to look like I could beat someone up and she does I think like tumbling and gymnast work and that girl looks like strong and absolutely her personality sorry guys I'm still talking about her um with the, I think it appeals to all people pleasers like with the conversation he had and when you look at her all she wanted to do was be there support other people and not just for her but I think she truly cares about people in that way that she will show up even with her mom. She showed up to something she didn't really want to go to for her mom, even though her mom's kind of a bitch Uh, or take away the kind of she is. And (laughs) um, so overall, her her character was really great. And I think Sam as well did a really wonderful job to, you know, portraying mental illness that it's not glamorous, that it's confusing to other people and they don't know how to help sometimes or he doesn't know how to explain that to him the fight scenes with the the puppets absolutely phenomenal i i loved that
1: yes. artistically beautiful yes absolutely the um and i think that what was really great about it and i am going to go back to emma because like i could i could like literally do a whole episode just talking about emma like <laughs> i it it was interesting how she is 100% an absolutely beautiful human being I mean, like just an absolute specimen of a human being. And yet she spends the majority of this show feeling like shit because she has allowed other people to make her feel like shit, specifically her mom. You kind of get that like, um, you know, what what is it called when like, you know, moms have their kids and their kids are like girls and they're like seven, eight years old and they have to go to all like the beauty pageants. Yeah, like and...
0: debutante.
1: <clears throat> yes, yeah, it has that vibe like she's been grooming her daughter as a product, um, and it's caused her a ton of self-esteem issues. I mean, the simple fact of like, okay, first of all, comedy aside, this is where the show becomes not safe for work, is when she's straight up just like small and hugging that dude's cock, right? Like, she, you know, <laughs> in the little
0: splat i
1: died (laughs) oh god it made my balls hurt just watching it (laughs) but um but when you think about it though like when you like take a step back and you look at that whole scene this was a guy she just met who wanted her to do this and she even though it made her uncomfortable she was willing to do it sort of like for the approval Mm -hmm. which is a really interesting sign is to like the character and the mental state and where she was. I felt like by the end of that first season, if some dude asked her to do that, she'd have punched him in the balls, you know, which I think is a great character arc of like seeing, you know, just like you said, when she stood up to her mom and was like, F you and all those things.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately that's experienced for a lot of women, especially like hookup culture. Now, like if you don't bang in the first three dates, like they're done, there's like a three date rule. And that's just, it's sad to have because that reality, especially going into college and again, to be likable, to try to have a scene, or if you actually really like someone, you think it's real, like that's just what happens. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I agree that it just, Emma came a long way and I, I like that she tried to help. She tried to stand up for other people and she tried to be there for Sam when he was scared and alone. And I think that that was really important and i want to now touch back to marie because as we see here she has a very rare power well i guess maybe not rare if we see two people in the same season but they did that intentionally so right. um where i think it's gonna be you know i personally did not really like the ending of how it all went down <clears throat> like i wanted something really really crazy to happen where like there was fights with Homelander, things like that or whatever. Like they were like this, they're going to put her on the top now and she's going to try to break it down and and integrate herself from inside, kind of like how Starlight did. But just to put them kind of in a room and them not know what's going on and him to, there just didn't seem like much of a plan, like not like how there normally was, even when shit goes astray. Like that was the only downside to things. But I have a feeling that when it comes to, um, newman i think that's the lady yeah the one who blows up heads that she has a power that looks just like hers and are is she gonna start taking the blame are they gonna pin it on her mm-hmm. that would be something i had initially thought of as well as what does newman want to do with that virus she is a soup like is she did she kill him so it can't be replicated and they're gonna get rid of it or did she kill him because he knows how to replicate it and probably create an antidote and then now that's out the window too
1: mm-hmm Yeah, it's interesting. Um, And we don't know, like, the whole, like, between um, Marie and Newman, like, the being able to control blood, you know, as we're, like, looking into it. Like, how far does that go? Like, does that work on Homelander? Right? Oh,
0: shit, You know, that's,
1: that's the interesting thing. And the other thing that is interesting to explore, at the very end of that last episode, you know, Homelander shows up at the school and I blast Marie. And when she comes to, they were like, wow, you took that like a champ. Most people are done in no time. So, like, she took the full load from Homelander and was fine. That's what she said. (laughs) Sorry. You you said it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) But what is that? Is that part of her powers? You know, does she have a level of invulnerability, too? Or does it just have something to do with the way the blood moves in her body? Um, But, yeah, that ending with all of them just sort of like in that underground medical room where the only door is like a bulkhead door on the roof is interesting, especially since we have been told that this is going to lead directly into season four of the boys. So how all that plays out, are these characters going to get free and some of them are going to join the side of like butcher and Huey, or are they going to end up sort of split? I mean, the whole Kate storyline um I think it's still fascinating. We haven't even touched on that yet in terms of like, is she really on a path to redemption or is she sort of going to kind of like, you know, once Vought again is sort of like, Hey, just come with us and be on our side and we'll take care of you and everything will be fine. Or is she like fully now on the side of like, no, I'm just, I'm here for my friends and yeah, that's what's up.
0: Yeah. That's a good question. And, And with that room that they were in, was there a door on top? Uh, Cause I, I didn't see anything. I didn't know if it was, are they trapped in Kate's mind? Is she holding them hostage there? Cause th- she was able to do that beforehand. Right. <clears throat> and, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it would be because with soups, like soups are for the soups, but they're ran by Ashley, you know, someone who's not a soup, at least not that we know of. And which we can see that there are other soups who've kept that private and that like, you know, Marie figured that out about Newman. She has that knowledge now, which is very dangerous. Um, which I, I do think there's gonna be some play in between, but yeah, with with Kate, you know, she's definitely like an emotionally deprived girl and I think at the end of the day she just wants to have a family, but also the family like she can hear thoughts now. and that's gonna screw her up so bad because you know, a lot of even family, you can think or say, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> some like really hurtful things. And when you have full access unfiltered to that, like that, that will lead to a, a life of isolation, in my opinion. Um, right. And so I think that's what would happen if not potentially her getting offed
1: yeah. by herself or others. Right. For sure. And um, yeah, there were there was so much, of course, getting to see, you know, Soldier Boy make a cameo in that episode. Oh was my great. God,
0: I died and how he did it. I was like, I've been with you there. <laughs> <laughs> jensen ackles any girl who's watched supernatural we, we love all those boys
1: yeah and the way he plays soldier boy is like so fantastic because in my mind I've, I've felt that way since a kid where it's like okay yeah you've got steve rogers you've got captain america he's great and everything but what if there really was a soldier from world war ii who got frozen and then got thawed out Soldier Boy's probably really more accurate of what their attitude would be. I mean, that yeah. would be like 100%. And yeah, having him in the boys and then him making the the uh, the yeah the cameo there was just fucking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, both cameos. I think for most people, Homelander, Butcher, and Soldier Boy are probably top tier favorites, from especially from last season. And the fact that they were all there for, for this show, I think speaks val- volumes of them really paying attention to The audience, but also they're like, this is what will get this stuff sold, which I don't think they had any issue with. When I saw Gen V initially for the preview, I was like, hell yeah, I hope it's college. And it was, and I I think I definitely would rank it pretty high too. like a standalone. It's really hard to make a, a spinoff show, something that people like, and I don't see a lot of people doing it and being successful or it's just like too integrated it's not their own thing they're not their own storylines and it's not interesting enough it's just like their attempt to keep it going but this was easily like i want to know more about emma and sam and marie and kate and all those others um i think it was it was really good
1: yeah it was really super balanced that way where there were plenty of threads there to tell you that it's within the vaught universe thing um but it wasn't so crammed down your throat that you didn't like you said, you didn't feel like it was its own thing. Cause it definitely was. It was like a whole um major story that was taking on within the boys universe. And I think that was that was really, really well done.
0: I agree. And you know, the one character we didn't talk about yet, uh, I had to Google it's been a little bit since I watched it now and everyone's names was Jordan. And I, I think that was very interesting because that's the first soup that we see that has two powers. You know we have the the gender swapping but also we have like sonic boom kind of powers right Mm -hmm. so i think that will be interesting too like okay if like we haven't seen that at all yet like because that's a complete different transformation there um and you know i i know with inclusivity and talking about like the realities of things like this show was very reality because you know other ones try to glamorize and again when it tries to be inclusive they'll just put a character in there and be like oh here's the trans person here's the gay person whatever but they did it in a way that was a more refreshing and not really forced like they talked about it a little bit where there you know it was an issue for his dad and he was only calling him him instead of like just they which that like in this situation you can really see the alter Like I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it, but like it's hard when you're looking at a woman, because like like she is a she at this moment, and then going to a he, like in it would have to be the situation of calling them they, because otherwise if they're going back and forth he and she, it's like it's easier, (laughs) and that and that's like the just the portrayal of what most like non-binary people would like. But I think it was really cool to just see their defense mechanisms too of when they were feeling like they were being attacked, they would switch into male form. When they wanted to be a little bit more vulnerable, comfortable, empathetic, they switch into the female form. And I just, I thought it was good. Like, I, I didn't think it was really forced or anything or, like, uncomfortable. And for someone who is, like, a supporter and member of the LGBT community, like, I cringe at how they try to include those characters. And they usually kill them off right away. Um, and that's what they had talked about with Queen Maeve um, that the reason why they didn't kill her off is because that always happens in media. There's not a lot of gays. The gays don't get happy endings a lot, and if it is, it's just like even like uh, what's what's the show? Um, it was it had it was the zombie show with uh Pedro in it. What was that called?
1: Oh, Last of Us.
0: Last of Us. Yeah, that was the saddest love story I've ever seen, and it was two happy, happily married gays getting. Gay- killed <laughs> and I was just like oh great this but is...
1: but they died old and happy
0: yeah well one premature but yes yeah. but but again like where you see it if you really look at anyone who's LGBTQ either they're the bad guy they get killed off or things just go really bad for them so <laughs> it it was really nice to see that with Queen Maeve and then again here like developing more of a love interest with Marie because I think it's, it's a nice versatility. And again, you know, it's like college is about experimenting, learning your identity. A lot of people figure out that they fall in those, you know, categories there and then they either don't do anything about it or their only time to interact is during the college time when their parents can't see and trying to figure out and navigate that's difficult or having the conversations. Yeah. Like I'm non-binary for most people. That visual depiction is how they feel but we don't actually physically see them changing genders like that. So I think it was pretty cool of how they they did that, and it was an an easier way to understand how other people are feeling in those times. Um. So yeah, I, I like Jordan's appearance, and plus they they do look very strong. Like they kicked major ass during that, and that was the whole thing is they didn't really get credit for a lot of the work that they did.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that going to be Jordan's code name? Is College Try?
0: College try? Uh,
1: Yeah, that just seems like (laughs) an apropos. Give it the good college try? (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, honestly. And I feel bad because, you know, when it came to their experience, they lost a lot. They have terrible family environment. And then also, they didn't get credit for a lot of the work. And right now, that's what they need is to have a higher ranking. So they have better chances. And it's not even just for careers, but it's for their family to actually like them. Mm-hmm. which is kind of sad <laughs> like oh yeah i'm only doing this so like my my dad actually sees me as a person now yeah. um and, and appreciates all sides of me but i did like how marie was like you looking pretty fine both ways <laughs> <laughs> be all inclusive
1: <laughs> right yeah absolutely the um yeah and it's it, it's just like you said and especially like you know with jordan and jordan's father you know having a hard time um like To his dad, Jordan is just he, you know, and I don't know if they're trying to also their hint at Asian culture on top of just like, you know, conservative America culture where it's like, you know, I'd prefer you to be a boy. Everybody wants to have a boy. They don't want to have a girl. I mean, if you have a girl, yeah, you love them, but you'd really rather have a boy. You know, that's kind of like the vibe you get from the dad in that whole thing. Um, And so you get a lot of these characters who, like you said, you either have Marie, um, who's sort of running from her past. Kate is traumatized by her past. And then you have several of them like Jordan and them who are trying to, even if not outwardly, but definitely internally trying to get parental approval and parental love that they lacked throughout their child. I mean, it's the same way with Emma, you know, like, you know, she's just, that's what she's trying to do is she's trying to be a people pleaser because she, you know, her survival tactic growing up was pleasing her mom. If you pleased your mom, life went better. Right. Um, So that's going to be interesting how all of that moves forward and sort of like the further character development that a lot of these will continue to go through.
0: Yeah. If, if anyone has been through college, I foresee some major mental breaks going on. And I think that's going to lead to a discovery of full potential of powers. If they continue with the season two and everything works out well, like I think I can foresee Emma getting so angry and getting ginormous like godzilla mode and to see like you you see marie at the end where she feels defensive and scared and like pissed blood missiles (laughs) (laughs) right um so we see them start honing themselves down a lot now that kate's missing an arm i'm really curious on how that's gonna play because they might just disable her and i don't even know what what will happen with that like it's just so crazy and there's so many things that can happen that i'm super stoked and i i love the show <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah so we'll say um so what do you what do you rank the show
0: honestly i would probably say like a nine or a 9.5 purely because all the things we mentioned of course but i got to see a lot of the thing i like the most is everyday kind of struggles or experiences or ones that are not talked about enough being portrayed in a cinematic way and interesting where it exposed a lot of light on those things um, all the things that I mentioned already that I thought was done very tastefully not very cringy or forceful and still held a really good, like it was fitting within the template of like the boys genre. So I really loved it. And I really enjoyed for younger actors and actresses. I think they did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm right there with you with everything you said. And I'm even more excited because this was a really great show that is going to be integrated into our favorite show. And that's like that has me excited for all for all the possibilities that we have uh, going forward. I don't know if you caught this this week, though, um, but there was announcement that there is another um, boys spinoff coming that is supposed to take place in Mexico. And outside of that, we don't have um, a whole lot. um, We do know that uh, Diego Luna, uh, who played Andor, um, is involved. Um, so that's uh, obviously they're like writing the checks for this thing, like right off the bat, right? Um, and yeah, so we'll have to see, like, because we know have no details other than that. The boys spin off set in Mexico, Diego Luna is attached. We'll see. Oh, yeah, that that (laughs) sounds it
0: already sounds like it's getting set up for success. I feel like that would be really who I wonder if it could be kind of like Mexican cartel esque, but with
1: soups. Oh, that could be interesting.
0: That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of different ways we could go with that. Um,
0: That's true. Mexican resort.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the boys Cancun. Um, <laughs> spring break. Uh, 2025. <laughs> um, so. We had the trailer. For season four, of the boys drop and neither beans or I have watched it.
0: okay guys welcome back we just watched it we we couldn't put it up because of copyright stuff but finch what are your thoughts on that trailer damn (laughs) damn indeed i had to go and scroll back to make sure what i saw was what i actually saw
1: (laughs) yeah the um the interesting thing that um hadn't occurred to me until i saw that trailer is like in season three we saw a lot of this like growing divisiveness in the country between soups and non-soups. And, you know, let's not pull punches here, man. They're they're sort of setting Homelander up to kind of be a Trump type character, right? You know, mm-hmm. where people are like, you know, make America great again, Homelander all the way um, versus the people who are like against that. Um, but what we saw in that trailer and through the like Newman sort of narration over top of that is that this divisiveness is intentional, That it's intentionally being fostered, being prodded from both sides to, because obviously here you have Newsom, who we've seen, who we know privately is a soup, um, but is being portrayed in the public media within this world is like a very um, anti-soup person and sort of like the anti-Homelander, like the kind of person who wants to put handcuffs on Homelander, whereas the other half of the country is like, Homelander's our savior. He's going to make this country great again, blah, 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 blah. so, yeah, if you get two sides who, like, basically go to war with each other and that creates chaos and there's nothing love people more out of chaos than security. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but we, I mean, we saw that with like Star Wars. Like, that was the whole point of the Clone Wars was to create a galaxy that was so chaotic that the idea of an empire coming in was a comforting thought to people and they accepted it rather than fighting against it initially. Um so, yeah, I think uh, that's going to be interesting how that plays out. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it, it's similar, too, because in that trailer, she basically said, like Caesar. So he's what he's going to do is he's going to be looking like he's the bad guy, not doing anything, let everything go astray, get crazy. Because we could see in that that trailer, Starlight was scared. She was seeing... The, the starlight supporters, the homeowner supporters go against each other. And it was just havoc And that we have seen that in our own world. And what makes people feel better when things are going, prices are going crazy. People are hoarding things, blah, 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 blah. It's someone to step in and make it look like there is no issue, right? Mm-hmm. That we are keeping things the same while there could be detrimental effects outside of that. We are only seeing what we're led to see, which for him, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Like you were saying is, everyone's gonna have no coordination because he's gonna be like okay if you can handle yourself i'll step out i think he's gonna do his own thing for a little bit everyone's gonna be like where's homelander we can't save this without homelander blah 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 because blah. Like, he is strong he is powerful for a reason and then he'll come back and be like you need me you're not gonna lose me this time i'm gonna put things into order but then also you're gonna bow fucking me like i know that's what he would do and or well, at least that's what i'm thinking that's why I, I think it's going to happen, but I do think it's going to be very political, um, which I think it has been kind of amping its way up to be like that. But in reality that like, I feel like that's exactly how we experience the world right now. I I feel like it's more political than ever made. It's because I'm getting older, but also you see it everywhere. Like people worship the presidents, like they are gods and they decorate their houses and things for Christmas regarding political stuff. I'm like, I don't know about you, but this person's telling me what to do. And I would never work up that.
1: No, I, th- I think you're right. Like, um, and it's not a matter of getting older. Things are like way more political now than it used to be. And it, it's frustrating. You know, people are, um, you know, they're treating elected officials like celebrities and it's become this weird cult of personality, thing, which I don't understand. Like an elected official is someone who's hired by the people to do a job rated on whether they're doing a good job or not, rather than I voted for him, therefore he's free of fault. Um, And it's like, you look back, I'm I'm not going to go off on a political side tangent here, but literally get on YouTube, look at presidential debates from like years past. And you have two people up there debating the issues. They will talk about how much they respect the other person, they respect how the other person's a family person, they respect the dedication they have to the country. We just disagree on these issues. And today it's just if you don't agree with me, you're a piece of shit and you hate America and it's really polarizing. It's super frustrating people. We all have a lot more in common than you think we do. We're all in this shit together. And for the most part, the people up top don't give a shit about us anyway. That's my political rant for right now. Um, but I definitely feel like the boys has been playing into that and they've almost been making a parody of it, which is good. Like it's shining a light on how stupid it is. And I love that.
0: Yes. And and to a T and how we described, um, you know, Gen V earlier too. I think that's their whole purpose is these common, hardcore, crazy issues that we we can understand what the thing is, but we don't know the depth of it. They're making fun of like the eating disorders, this, the gender swapping, like everything and like social stigma and the likes, like, you know, we see even in Gen V how that guy's on TikTok recording himself. Like these are all popular, trending, life things that everyone's experiencing in different ways or intensities that it's all it's all a parody mm-hmm. um but it does again bring attention like this is how y'all look sometimes when you think this is the epicenter of your world <laughs> um and it, it's it's not good
1: <laughs> yeah agreed well i think um on that note we'll we'll tie a bow on this one um mm-hmm. we want to thank everybody for listening tuning in. Um please, I don't think I've ever said this at the end of a podcast, but I do think it's worth saying please like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, you can find us both on Instagram. Um, the show has its own page on Instagram and Facebook, and of course YouTube, which hopefully that's where you're watching this right now. If you're not, go check out our YouTube channel because it's a, it's and a the
0: trailer. Movie.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Go watch the 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 boys season four trailer. Um and I think because we had talked about this when that show comes out. We're going to do like a live stream react after every fucking episode Mm because that's like the boys is like the center of our our relationship. It's the epicenter of our. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if you guys want to please set reminders once we have a release date, we'll let you know and then we can be sending it, you know, in the evenings after each show is released and we can talk about it. You can have us join in on the party. Let us know what you think uh we love hearing from you guys and obviously this is this is our our podcast baby so (laughs) rock the cradle with
1: us (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna rock the cradle we're also gonna get out of here once again thank you so much i am finch and this is
0: hey love
1: and we will talk to you again another time
0: bye everyone Bye.